G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We all want to be good at what we do, but at some stage in our lives, we have to realise our own limitations too. Most people do, but not everyone's happy with the outcome. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to take another look at low self-esteem from a different perspective. At some point in our lives, we all come to the realisation that we aren't going to be the Prime Minister or the President of our country. Well, at least 99.9% of us do. And at some point, we know that we have to give up that dream of being a famous rock star or a famous tennis player or, or a concert pianist. And at some stage in our lives, most of us have to accept that we won't be the CEO or the President of our companies. Why? Because at some stage, we have to come to grips with our own limitations. We're all just not cut out for the top job. But here's the catch. Most of us come to the realisation, but only some of us accept it. Other people can't accept the fact that they've missed out on their dreams. So they spend the rest of their lives being angry and bitter and blaming everyone and everything else. So many people live a life that is ruined by low self-esteem. It's an epidemic in our society. Sometimes people feel as though they're imposters. You know, they put on a face outside, but inside they're secretly afraid of failure. Some people react to low self-esteem by being rebels. They behave as though no one matters and they don't care about anyone's attitude. And people like this can often be really belligerent. And the last thing we would ever expect is that these people are suffering from low self-esteem. And other people react in a different way. They tend to be the loser or the victim. They're very dependent personalities and they're always needing a hand and they never take responsibility for their own actions. We all know some people like that. Maybe you recognise some or all of those in yourself as well. The problem is, as we look into the social mirror that reflects who we are, as we listen to what the advertising industry says, as we listen to what people say to us about who we are, some of them not very nice, some of them with their own problems, we can end up with this distorted self-image, this distorted picture of who we are. It's not logical, but it's so real. It's so painful and lonely and fearful. And we live life robbed of the goodness that God's got planned for us. Someone with low self-esteem struggles because they need external positive influences all the time to prop them up on the inside. And when those external positive influences aren't there, and let's face it, my life isn't 24 by 7 external positive influences. Not everything goes well in my life, and I'm sure not everything goes well in your life. And when those good things aren't there to help us prop up our mood, someone with low self-esteem has an awful life. The other day we looked at what the Apostle Paul wrote and he said, look guys, we are looking in the wrong mirror. If we look in the social mirror to figure out who we are and what our value is, that's full of people with their own problems. Of course we'll end up with a distorted sense of who we are. No, no. Turn around and look into a perfect mirror. Look at God. Listen to what he has to say about who you are. I can hear someone think, oh well, religion, 
I'm not going to get self-esteem out of religion. I would agree. I don't think you or I are ever going to get self-esteem out of religion. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the Son of God who died on a cross for you and for me, who looks across at the criminal on the next cross and says, I know you can't do anything for me. I know you and I are going to be dead shortly, but I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take you to heaven with me, and you are going to have a fantastic eternal life. That criminal couldn't do anything for Jesus. All he did was look at Jesus and believe, and Jesus saw that in his heart and blessed him. If Jesus thinks that about a criminal, he certainly thinks it about you and me. Being accepted by God, for me, was the most surprising thing. I never, ever, ever expected him to accept me unconditionally. And I certainly never expected to have the sense of peace and well-being of just knowing that he loves me, of just knowing that my life is in his hands. To live a life that doesn't depend on external circumstances. Today I'd like to move on and look at the whole question of accepting our own limitations. You may have heard me talk in the past about the fact that we are a package deal. You're a package deal and I'm a package deal. And that package is made up of strengths and weaknesses. Sure, your strengths are different to mine and and my weaknesses are different to yours. But we all have abilities. In part, they're natural abilities. In part, they're learned. Someone who is a great musician or a great sports person, they have a certain amount of natural ability and they then use that and work on that and learn from that. It's not all natural and it's not all learned. Someone called me a social Darwinist once, but you know what I mean. I mean, you have natural talents that you're really good at, that I could never do, and I have talents that I'm really good at and that you could never do. As we take an inventory of that, I wonder, have you ever done that? Have you ever really sat down with a piece of paper and written down the things that you are really good at? Some people don't think that they are good at anything, but I tell you, everyone is good at something. Everyone can do at least one thing better than anyone else around them. I've been in churches where people see all the glitzy leaders up the front and they sit in the pews and they think, oh, I'm not good at anything. And yet those very same people have the quiet, gentle love to stick with someone when they're struggling with something through life. So often people don't recognise their strengths. As I look at my strengths and my weaknesses, I can see a whole bunch of things I'm not good at. Sport, administration, I'm not very good at. I'm not very good at at a pastoral care role. It's not what I'm called to do. You never ask me to be a counsellor. I have weaknesses. But then I've got some strengths. I'm a communicator. I'm a storyteller. I'm passionate about that. I love doing the thing that I'm doing right now. Wouldn't it be shocking if everyone was like me? Wouldn't it be terrible if everyone was like you? The truth is that with my set of strengths, I need people around me like you that have different strengths. Paul the Apostle wrote this. He said, Everyone among you, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith assigned to you by God. In other words, it's God's choice. The strengths and weaknesses that you have, the strengths and weaknesses that I have, God picked them. And to tell you the truth, once I let that sink in, I love the things I am. And actually, I love the things I'm not. Because the things I'm not are the opportunity for me to be blessed by your gifts, by other people's gifts around me that complement who I am. We can't really get to that space until we've been gazing in God's mirror and until we've been transformed from glory to glory and really know who we are. It's like an ecosystem. You know, you go to a big forest and the huge, massive trees 
can't live without the little insects. And the little insects can't live without the flowers. And the flowers can't live without the shade of the tree. It's all connected. They're all linked. They all need each other. And until we come to grips with how beautiful and wonderful and loved we are in Jesus, we can't see our weaknesses as anything more than a source of shame. But when we experience that deep security of who I am in Jesus Christ, all of a sudden those weaknesses become something that we're comfortable with. They become an opportunity for experiencing the blessing of God through other people who have other gifts that are different to ours. And the weaknesses of other people, you know, the things that drive us nuts about other people, when we get secure in God, those weaknesses, instead of being a sense of frustration, become our opportunity to love them with the love of God. They become our opportunity to bless them with our gifts. It's a wonderful plan. It's God's plan. And it happens when people are safe and secure in His love. today, I'd like to share an amazing truth with you. God handcrafted you to be who he wants you to be and to do what he wants you to do. And when we lay hold of that, what an amazing life we get to live. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, Your Road to a Stunning Life. It's all about laying hold of that powerful biblical truth so that the life you end up living is one that glorifies God first and foremost, but also satisfies you deep in spirit and soul, whatever the world throws at you. God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you be all that He made you to be and do all that He created you to do through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. For taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.